We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in, Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. We'll talk some permanent opponents for the SEC starting uh, whenever they go to this nine-game schedule here. In 24. A, uh, in, a, in, a, in another year. Yeah, one more, quote, year that you're used to. I was going to say normal year, but this, frankly, is going to become normal pretty quickly, so we'll discuss that. Ole Miss knocks off Memphis last night 7-2, to two, winning their eighth in a row against the Tigers. On Memphis's campus, pretty methodical win. The game was never in doubt. Ole Miss scored early, and uh, Grayson Sonia had a pretty nice start on the mound. See if that gives him some confidence moving forward. Just uh, one day away from Ole Miss and Arkansas meeting on Thursday. Mike Bianco passes Skip Bertman in all-time SEC wins. He is now second all-time behind Ron Polk. Story on that on the side at Rebel Grove this morning. Memphis recap last night. There's baseball if you want to read about it. It is up on uh, on the site. Ole Miss has uh, its next media availability for football tomorrow on Thursday. So that's a bit of your uh, your housekeeping situation as we head into a uh, another weekend here uh, here soon. So Blue Sky, Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West, lunch specials, ribs, you know, all the different off options they have for you. Let them take care of dinner tonight. Stop in for the lunch special. You get any size fountain drink with that. You get the 49-cent fill-ups. Also on your fountain drink, that's anytime there at Blue Sky. And if you're in Clinton, Mississippi, fresh donuts. A lot of flavors made fresh every single day. So stop in. They're going to be at more stores eventually. they going to get there soon. But right now, in the Clinton area, Blue Sky, fresh donuts for you with 
the uh, blue sky. And then remember, hashtag Rebel Ready at the Oxford Exxon. Chances to win box tickets to any uh, series finale for Ole Miss baseball, including Saturday against the Razorbacks. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Ask me how I know it so well. Uh, call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. That's really, y'all know that song and dance. What they really are, are great about is service. You can get a vehicle anywhere. Uh, the service at Clark Ford's different. They It's personal. Uh, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. It's the truth. You'll get to know what that means when you become a customer. The process starts by calling that number, 662-257-1900. Again, Clark Ford, Amory, Mississippi. Uh, guest, join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur just looking to diversify. Either way, uh, Andy Ludicky can help. He uh, owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free, so you have nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy anytime at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404-973-9901. Did you learn a lot from spring football yesterday? Press conferences, Lane, and the whole, the whole, the whole shooting match. Um, not so much. See, I, you, you, and I could have a real conversation here about spring football and about coverage and about all of these things. And I think the majority of the people who listen to us and read us would get pissed at us because I think people just insist on making spring football something that it isn't and can't be. I choose to believe in people to some extent where the majority would agree, right? And go, okay, we get this is not reinventing the wheel, guys. Like, it's your real, oh, God, we're playing football type, right? That actually I mean, I came thinks back, we're I came solving back, a lot of the world's problems today. I came back from that, and I, I said, okay, well, what's, what would we get? We talked to J.J. Pegues, Caden yeah. Priestcorn, and Lane Kiffin. That's correct. Lane didn't say much. I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't hear him. Okay. I, I, so I put up the, the, the video. Ole Miss was kind enough to put the video up on the FTP. They've been brief. very prompt with that this morning. They do a great job. Yes. And I, I moved that to our YouTube account and posted it. I wrote a story on Caden Prescorn, mm-hmm. which who I thought was the most compelling story of that day. He was, yeah. I'm going to write about J.J. Pegues at some point today. And then I thought, I don't know really what else I could do with this. And the people that take Lane's six minutes of very quiet, saying very little, I don't know how you turn that into 10 stories, but by God, people do. And, and I, I, in one way, I tip my hat to them, and in the other, I go, you're insane. You're forcing something that's not there. Some of that, and it's from a... It's from a media standpoint and a fan standpoint. Is See, Ginger that, wants a depth chart right now. Well, you could give a depth chart. I, I kind of could. You could. Although Lane even said yesterday, I think one of the things he said is you don't really have a ones and twos right now because you're just trying different things. Like that happened on Saturday. 
Like I was, I was looking at, I was going, did Walker Howard take any number one reps? And then I was like, well, what's a, an hour and a half into the scrimmage? Is there even a number one anymore? Like you're just trying things. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Some of it. And because I noticed this yesterday and I'm not going to name names because I'm not really trying to call anybody out, but this is fans and media. Kids are making business decisions. It's not about coming and loving the uniform and the power tee and the entire thing. And look, I get that's at least on the surface a change. I get that at least on the surface it's something we're not overly used to. But there's been several. This isn't just an old Miss. I mean, I've, I've, I've listened to some interviews, but it's like it's just this incessance on keeping on and keeping on and on to get the money quote of, oh, God, I just loved it here. Yes. And then that becomes the lead. It's like, okay. Yep. Sure, but you had to ask it like 14 times. Why did Caden Priest I mean, it's like a former reporter who used to cover some recruiting who would go, hey, I mean, didn't you just love it here? It was an awesome. Ole Miss was the best place for you to be. Yes. Ole Miss was just awesome and the best place to be, said whatever. And it's like, no, that's not what, it's not uh, what he said. It's not how it Caden Priest Gordon came to Ole Miss. Why? Because Lane Kiffin has been damn good with tight ends, and it's going to be a chance to get him the football in a power conference and then go to the NFL. Bingo. Now, can he also come here and go, hey, I like the campus. It's cool. I like the town. It's cool. I like the people. They're cool. Yes. But that's not why he chose Ole Miss. And so when you write that Caden Priestcorn picked Ole Miss because he just loved it, he fell in love with it, that's total bullshit. I mean, it might make people feel good, but it's not why. These high school kids that are coming in now that are flipping from one school to another and all that stuff, they'll if you try hard enough, they'll give you the money quote that they're looking for. It felt like home. I just love it there. They offered me a better NIL package. We don't do this with pro sports. Hey, why'd you pick the Cowboys? Please say you really love Dallas. Please just say it. Say it. Say it. You love Dallas. You love Dallas. You love the tradition. Roger Stallback. Say it. No, they offered me a better opportunity. It's an opportunity to be a starter, and, and they offered me more money. So I took it. I woke up and couldn't play anywhere that didn't have a star on the helmet. I've, uh, you I've know dreamt what? of these those pants. My entire life. My whole life. It's all I've ever the wanted. The Lambo leap has been in my heart. Since it's all was, I've ever wanted. Since I was six. I mean, you might get that occasionally, yeah, sure, right? For a guy Local kid and whatever. End of sure. a career says, I want to finish my career in... Cleveland because yeah, sure. I grew up in Cleveland. I mean, LeBron. Yeah, sure. But come on. we But we do this and it's, and you and I sit in that row and we just kind of look at each other and what happens to me in these press conferences is I check out mentally and then I can't remember what got asked and so I'm like, I'm if someone handed me the mic, I'd be like, I don't know what got asked. I put my head down yesterday. You I literally put your yeah, head down. Yeah, I literally put my head down. I couldn't look up because I was going to make us more of a scene than I meant to. I was trying to be respectful, so I just put my head down. Yeah, Davis and Igbenosin. I transferred to Ohio State because I took that visit to Ohio State and got the horseshoe. After enrolling in Tennessee when I really liked things there. And I wanted to run like through the tee. Before. I got to run through the tee for a day, but then I just the horseshoe hit me. No, they offered more money. I am curious if Lane has sold his jet skis yet. I see he's put them up for sale on Twitter yesterday. I um, wanted to ask him about the prom party, but it just didn't feel like the right time. I don't think Lane likes the local media. I, and so I just But he typically likes that question better than the tight end question. Yes. 
And he I, might have gone, you know what? I had a great time. But you know why it. I don't do it? I didn't do it yesterday because I was like, I think this is just going to piss people off. And so I just didn't do it. Hey, how was the prom party? How'd the prom go? Should I have a good time? How'd, how, how'd it go? Couldn't put a polo on. You think I've been to that party. Okay. Caroline was yeah. went to that party when she was a senior. Okay. It's. I mean, I don't think it's a big secret that it's no, the, no, it's no, the no. Perry's yeah, house, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, and they have a lot of kids, and so yeah. they've been generous enough to host that party at their house several years in a row now. And they have a daughter who was a senior at Oxford High School this year who's good friends with Landry Kiffin, I think. Okay. There you go. That's the background. That's the backstory on it. All I, right. I, I don't know whether when Lane – now, Lane's been to that party before. He's seen it before. He has. But not with his child. I don't know whether he, he walked over last year and just hung out for a little while. Now he may not have noticed the attire. It's not a super dressy, but you do kind of dress a little for it as a parent. And I don't know whether he just sort of was just, across the street. He might have just been yeah. that's what he was wearing. He's been like, in the yard it. and went, Oh, okay. I'm gonna walk over and take a picture with Landry. Yeah. Cool. I mean he literally might have been out back like washing the deck or something. I, I mean, mean who possible. Knows? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Think Lane washes his own deck. He might. Yeah, I think so. Actually, right. I I have a hunch that like some of that just sort of basic. Yeah, well, whatever. Sure. His up his jet skis were very clean. Saw on the picture last night. Had them. Yeah, you really can't use jet skis here. I mean, well, they're still in Florida. That's what I mean. I mean, yeah. he could bring them here, but like that would just be a pain in the ass. My favorite part of that was <laughs> multiple people on the, just the replies going, how much? And it's like, well, okay, DM him or something. He's not just going to throw it in here, obviously. And then even Yo was like, hey, well, how much? I'm like, okay, y'all have phone numbers. Like, can yeah. we can we get off social media for a minute? <laughs> like, and what's Yo going to do with jet skis? <laughs> where, are you, where are you taking them? To the Mississippi River? Got to start us with jet skis. Can you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Sure. I've never been to Sardis. There's a lot of waterways around here. You can go, yeah, figure it For, out. That you could use jet skis? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, not like in town. You'd have to actually, you got to put them on a trailer and take them, but yeah, yeah I mean, sure. Yeah. But there's no place to like put them somewhere and just go use them. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I, I yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they got some places at Smith Lake or something. I don't know. Maybe everybody's doing their summers over there. But I am curious if he sold them. I mean, he reached a lot of people on the internet with his jet skis last night. So, oh, for sure. I mean, there I'm, could be somebody out there that goes, "I just want to, I just want to own Lane Kiffin's jet skis." Yeah, collector, possibly. I mean, they look nice. You ever jet skied? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've never done it. Yeah, it looks fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. It's good. <laughs> for all your water skiing history going to ulm and stuff never done jet skis i've never done jet skis i've i've skied a lot a lot yeah i mean as a as a high school kid i, I got actually really good at it mm -hmm. um i've done what, what they call hydro slide and and some of that stuff behind a boat but i've never jet skied really mm -mm. and no i've never been to sardis just never been nothing against it i mean you can't screw up the jet skis you're just on it and it's pretty simple. I did the wakeboard thing, you know, the way you stand on the board and you, yeah, it's kind of fun. I am curious how ULM recruits or do you just get inside your student body and no, no, they recruit. They actually recruit skiers. Yeah. 
They're people who scheme. they go to like these competitions, the regional and national. Competitions. I, I mean, I don't know exactly how they do it, but they they've they've recruited people from internationally to come ski. People who are very very good at skiing. I need detail. How does this work? I don't know. Can we get the ski coach on the podcast? We could try. I, mean, I doubt he has a lot of media availability issues. Probably could. I would think that he has media time. I, we would run a little bit of the risk of making sure he knew we were serious and not making fun of him over the course of twenty minutes, but. I mean, look, in all seriousness, they're the dominant water ski program in the country. They win all the time. Well, like we're not getting the Vandy bowling coach on the podcast. Well, no. I mean, no. July will be here soon. <laughs> I mean, look, we're a couple of weekends away from July getting here now. I mean, <laughs> if I threw two, two or three outcomes at you and said, okay, middle of, middle of April, what now? I mean, be careful. Yeah, I kind of had one storyline, and we used it up last night. Went okay, well, well that's that's yeah. that's done now. I mean, All right, moving on. There's certainly one. There's one set of stories you write if if Ole Miss sweeps Arkansas over the weekend. There's another set that you write if Arkansas sweeps Ole Miss. You know what I mean? I mean, so we're sort of at the mercy of things that we don't we don't control. I did, I, I don't plan to throw a pitch this weekend. I don't know about you. I, I, I did know that, G. Yeah, the the Vandy bowling coach is actually an Ole Miss grad, so probably could make that happen. Might even be listening to the show right now. Are they so, good at bowling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I have Oh, out. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, Vanderbilt's nationally elite at bowling. Oh. They've won a national title in the last few years. I'll admit that I really like bowling. I'm horrid. Like how bad? Oh, oh. oh. Like what's your score typically in bowling? I mean, I, I'm if I break a hundred, I'm happy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm bad. I'm, I'm really bad. I I'm don't a, know why. Like I, I I'm a I pretty consistent about one fifty. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's probably ninety five to one thirty five ish. I mean, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I mean, no, I'm not, not good at all. So you're hitting some gutters. Oh yeah, like like obscure games. When I was a kid, I was incredibly good at billiards. Probably could still be if I got back into it. Um, but no, like bowling or table tennis, awful. Huh. Awful. I like... I, I like, might be worse at table tennis than bowling. I, I like table tennis, ping pong. I like that a lot. There was a... When we were in Hattiesburg for the Super Regional, they had just a table where we were, I was doing a radio show thing with Richard helping out with Super Talk for the day before the old Miss... For game one. And he was like, hey, grab a paddle. And like, I hit the ball twice. He's like, yeah, it's enough of that. Like, game and play. You're... Off oh, to the point that you can't even can't even, can't even hit it across the table. I do kind of need some bumpers. Yeah. Hey, look, there was another charity option on the board for Neil to play golf again. I mean, it was right there in front of him. I mean, it was got was thrown that? out there. Did I miss it? No, you said you wouldn't play golf. You're oh done. yeah, I'm done. You're, you're I'm done. done. I, I, I've done enough of that. It's a matter of time before I hurt somebody out there. It just it's this. That was enough. That was like the. The 20 on the 14th or whatever. That was the end. That was when I said to myself, as soon as this is over. Why are we doing this? We're not this. doing this again. I clearly do not have the, the acumen to pick that game up. That's a game that requires time. It does. It, it just does. To get good at golf to where you, where you could play with people, you've got to spend a lot of time. And I don't have it. That's just the reality. 
did you think the break before I move on? I promise I'm all over the place today. Um, it was just Lane talking, but did you? We've talked about Judkins. We talked about some of that stuff. Did you think that it's more on his mind about losing players mm-hmm. in the portal than usual yesterday? He brought that up again where yeah. he said, hey, in year one, brought a lot of guys in, didn't really lose anybody, really had a good net positive class. But he's been consistent now for several press conferences on going, hey, guys, they don't just come in during portal season. Do you think there's specific players that are sticking through his mind? Yeah, they lost Davis and Igbenosin. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the people that criticized Davis and Igbenosin last year, no offense, but you're, you're really wrong. He was an effective corner as a freshman. The truth is they're terrified about losing Quinshawn Judkins, whether that's paranoia or whether that is justified. I don't know. But they're very clearly it's on their mind at all times. So... Yeah, guys can leave. I mean, there were offensive. You don't think you don't think people have reached out to Micah Pettis, to Jaden Williams, Jeremy James could still transfer. He's never transferred. You don't think Jeremy James could get on the phone and get an SEC? Not a, it's too late for SEC. But you don't think he could get a ACC scholarship tomorrow? Immediately. So yeah, I mean, you tamper, and people tamper with you. It's it's what coaches hate about all of it. I don't know that for Lane, this is what he thinks about. But for a lot of coaches, it's I can't ever turn it off. It's also one of the reasons why you have so much expanded staff because you almost kind of have a staff to recruit your current players. Well, you do. Yeah, it's you do. The well, the the, the on field staff has to recruit current players at all times. So the the off field staff that can't really recruit, they're doing the recruiting. Mm-hmm. And you have the off-field staff to figure out who to tamper with, who's getting tampered with. It's a, again, I mean, it, the product has changed. I guess full circle in our conversation, the product has changed to the point that, I think, frankly, I'm going to give us credit here. I think we're ahead of the curve on how you cover it. Some of the people are like, nope, I'm going to do this this way because this is how it's always been done. Here is my cudgel, I'm just cudgel, and I'm just going to swing it. And we've kind of been like, ah, it's changed. Like recruiting, recruiting has changed mm-hmm. because it's changed. What does a commitment in April really mean? It just means you're ahead. You'd rather be there than not be there. But it also means. means you've established a market value. Yeah, that's what it means. Everybody knows the score now, and yet. We can't get that journalistically because no one will talk about it. What do they offer you? $25,000? Okay. So if someone tops that, what's the number they have to top it with? That's where we are. But instead, I mean, everybody's still doing the, and we don't. I guess we. I'll write it if the kid says it. If he volunteers it, oh, it just felt like home. Yeah, okay. Okay. Would it have felt like home if they hadn't offered that value? Would it have still felt like home? Mm-hmm. Or did it feel like home once they offered you? How that, How's that work? Mm-hmm. Which is really no different than like a kid picking a college based on scholarships. I wasn't going to go to state U until they offered me a full ride. And then all of a sudden, it looked more attractive. Well, it's, it's nowhere near the same thing because it doesn't get the same publicity or, I mean, frankly, even matter because it's done so early. But 
I mean, it's one of the ways why baseball recruiting was so hard to follow for years because you'd go, hey, so-and-so pick so-and-so over this school, and it's like, yeah, but they offered 80%, and that school offered 22%. Right. Well, hold on. That's so not that's not picking over. No, it's just that, 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 taking the better deal. Yeah, same thing. Right. Just much different numbers. Yeah. But for whatever reason, that's not what people want. I'm not, I'm not fans. That's not what media who cover it want it to be. Yeah. It's also more complicated. It is, and it's admitting the quiet part out loud. And there's a lot of people who cover college sports who don't want to admit the quiet part out loud. They don't want it to be professional sports because they like to dig in and go, I hate pro sports. Yeah, I mean, I know multiple college football writers who will tell you, I don't watch the NFL. I hate it. Why? Well, they're just doing it. They're just in it for the money. You not paying attention? Mm-hmm. Podcast brought to you in part by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. Remember Morgan Wallen bringing his one night at a time tour to Ball Hemingway Stadium April 22nd and 23rd. That's the LSU baseball weekend. Tickets for both are still available starting at just $78 to purchase. Visit morganwallen.com. And if you already have your tickets, make sure you purchase a parking pass. Get that parking pass, olemisstix.com for that. So morganwallen.com for tickets, olemisstix.com for parking. Morgan Wallen in Oxford, April 22nd and 23rd. Um, uh, I'm sorry. No, uh, good. I had a email. They had bad weather in Fayetteville this morning. So oh, really? Campbell was sending texts and I was trying to follow with where the cars got damaged. Oh, bad hail. Apparently. Oh, uh, the car's okay. Okay. All right. Good. Can't uh, walk on sports. Huh? Oh, my bad. You're good. Walk on sports. Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day. That's all I needed was another car issue. Uh, <laughs> Brings everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po' Boys gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Uh, order online at walkons.com or on the convenient Walk-Ons app, especially if you're in Oxford or uh, Ridgeland. College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, you can go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Uh, it's getting hot outside. If your air conditioner is not in tip-top shape, now's the time to get that fixed. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. They'll take care of you. Different names, same great products, same great services. Uh, if you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or that area, call Comer, 662 801 one seven seven seven. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, call Southern 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid. So let's turn our attention to uh, some news that overtook the message board a little yesterday. Permanent opponents, everybody seems pretty um, interested, pretty hung up on what is uh, what is possible from that standpoint for Ole Miss. We know that Mississippi State will obviously be one of those. And we're, we're operating under a nine-game conference schedule. That's the way we believe it's going to go. It's the way it is going to go. So we'll go up. Uh, yeah, so it's three six. It's three permanents, six rotating. And one thing that just needs to be – repeated over and over and over again is that you're playing everyone every other year so 
you know, in years past where it's been every six, seven years, every 12 years for a home and a way to both go both sides, all that kind of thing. you're really only missing one year here. It's not the same. Like there is some getting that through our heads that you're playing everybody. You're just not playing everybody every single year. So just determining that a little bit, but Ole Miss is going to have Mississippi state. Ole Miss is going to have LSU. That seems pretty sad as well. Um, The Magnolia bowl appears to be very safe for both those teams. It's where the third thing lies. And Ole Miss has benefited from Vanderbilt for a really long time. It does not appear to be that Vanderbilt is going to be that third option for Ole Miss. Almost assuredly isn't going to be that third option for Ole Miss. And Arkansas makes a lot of sense. You're saying you're hearing from both sides to some extent that it is, in fact, going to be the Razorbacks. Yes, I have heard it from people at Ole Miss, and I've heard it from people at Arkansas that it is going to be Arkansas as Ole Miss's third, quote, permanent, end quote, Opponent, and I, I do that in quotes because I just think it's important to note that this isn't Neil McCready talking. Sure. M- most people out there think that sooner rather than later, the league's going to expand again, that TV deals are going to limp, force that. And I, I think that is a logical assumption. But yeah, I, I, I think now if you talk to Arkansas people, and I have. There are some people there who think that maybe this is wishful thinking on their part. Maybe this is just what they're hearing. The people that I'm talking to are pretty rational. There is some talk about Oklahoma being one of Arkansas's permanent opponents, and that makes sense too. Norman to Fayetteville is about three and a half hours. It's it's would make sense that that would be a quote rivalry game <clears throat> more than Missouri or or whatever. Um, Ole Miss people don't like hearing this for whatever reason because I think they get hung up on the fan bases. Ole Miss and Arkansas, Chase, are really similar schools. There's there's a lot of similarity between the two schools. Um, and so it, it does make some sense. It's a it's a kind of a natural rivalry game. They've played for a while. I, I know why Ole Miss people want Vanderbilt. It's the trip to Nashville. It's the W on the schedule. Yes. Most of the time, although if you look at it, it has not always been an automatic W for Ole Miss. Um, I've covered my fair share of Vanderbilt wins over over Ole Miss, um, but but I, I hear nothing about Vanderbilt being an Ole Miss opponent. And LSU and Mississippi State are, I think, done deals. And so if you go searching for Ole Miss's third, I think Arkansas makes more sense than most. And and Arkansas people are hearing that as well. So. You know, I think theirs are going to be Texas A and M, Texas and 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 Ole Miss. So, and I think what they wanted was Texas A and M, Texas and Oklahoma because of the old Southwest Conference ties. But everyone can't be made happy here. There's no way for Greg Sankey and company to go. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this, and everyone's going to walk away thrilled. No way. And, and look, this doesn't completely work because teams, programs get better, they get worse, but they're also searching for balance to some extent is they don't want one team to have Alabama, LSU, and Georgia as the three. No, look, if you're, if you're Ole Miss and you do the top eight, bottom eight thing, if you're willing to swallow some pride and accept top eight, bottom eight, you're getting two bottom eights and one top eight mm-hmm. could be a lot worse. Right? Yeah, I mean, what Arkansas kind of wants, I mean, Oklahoma, A&M, and Texas, buckle up, depending on how those programs end up. I mean, that's... 
they look at it from a a gate, an interest, a you and yeah. I were talking about this after the power went out. They're in a weird spot from an NIL standpoint because a lot of their NIL right now, whether this is right or wrong, good or bad, we could have this conversation. I mean, Arkansas is coming to town tomorrow. If, if we'd had more time, I would have gotten an Arkansas guest and maybe done some of this. But a lot of their NIL is going to basketball. Um, and, and a lot of their NIL, frankly, and you know this from covering baseball, a lot of their NILs in in, in um in college baseball as well. They've invested. They spent the second most amount of money nationally in the baseball NIL last season. They have invested an absolute ton of money into baseball, whether that's a good investment, a bad investment. Hell, I don't know. You, you, you're better yeah. informed on that than I am, but they, there's what's undoubtable. If you've been up there, you can see it. I mean, it's visible. It's, they have put a lot of money into baseball they've put a ton of money into basketball you see it in their nil they're very involved in the portal year after year musselman was doing portal before there was a portal he's kind of always this has been his thing his ability to build teams one year at a time it's one of the reasons that i think they've been a little ahead of the curve from an sec standpoint since the the portal rolled around but it has negatively impacted what they can do in football because there's as Ole Miss people will tell you, there's a, there's there's a finite number of dollars, and you spread the dollars around, and as you spread them around, the dollars that are left are reduced. So I think they're trying to get people jacked up about football, and we know this about football fans. This is applies to Ole Miss people. It applies to LSU people. People love the idea of tradition, and so you know, for Arkansas, for a lot of their older fans. Probably the idea of playing Oklahoma again is exciting. But oh, the I Ole Miss, yeah, sure. Miss Arkansas football rivalry has been a good one. They've played good games. I mean, the, the, the game back in Oxford two years ago was our our friend in Des Moines or Dubuque, Dubuque. who's just sitting there watching games. I mean, he enjoyed that one. Oh, outside of last year, almost all Ole Miss Arkansas games have been the hey, something something stupid's going to happen here, mm -hmm. something crazy. Hey, you're going to get going to get two, you know, fairly evenly matched teams, going to get some crazy stuff. Yeah, get it. I mean, but that's what I hear. It's I, I hear that from both, and I, it, to the point where I think it's likely true. And if I'm Ole Miss, I'm fairly pleased with that because here's the reality about Ole Miss, and this is going to piss off our friends in Starkville, but it's just the reality. If Ole Miss is going to be a nationally competitive program, meaning Ole Miss is going to be a playoff contender on a semi-annual basis, you're beating Mississippi State. If you're not beating Mississippi State, forget the rivalry. If you're not mm -hmm. beating Mississippi State, you are not nationally competitive. And at the risk of pissing off some of my friends at Arkansas, if you're not beating Arkansas – you're not nationally competitive. That doesn't mean you're always going to beat Arkansas and that you're always going to beat Mississippi State, but the point stands. You can be a nationally competitive team and lose to LSU. Yeah. But if you're nationally competitive, you're an elite program that's going to be in the 12-team playoff, you're not losing to Arkansas or Mississippi State. If you do, you're probably just not good enough. doesn't mean that, that, that anything's wrong. And, and look, Arkansas would say the same thing about Ole Miss. If Arkansas is going to be a nationally relevant program, probably it's not losing to Ole Miss. 
Yeah, because really. there's not really there's not room for all those teams to be in the twelve team conversation. I mean, it's just yes. it, it, it's, somebody is going to win. They say it at Texas A and M, and they're right. I mean, it pisses people off, but at Texas A and M, they're looking at each other and go, "Look, what are we talking about? We can't even beat Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not beating Ole Miss and Mississippi State. What are we talking about? Nationally relevant. Mm-hmm. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. They're right. I mean, nobody wants to hear that, but if you're losing to me in a beauty contest, you got problems. I mean, right? I mean, if, if, if you lose to Bradley Cooper, maybe you're a little better shape, right? You can lose to him and still be a good looking guy. You lose to me and you got issues. I mean, that's just life. So for Ole Miss, I don't think it's the worst deal. It could have been a lot worse. I mean, you could have gotten, you know, LSU, Mississippi State, and Alabama. Or God, you got to play LSU and Alabama every freaking year. Because, I mean, Bama's searching for their third person a little bit. They're going to get Tennessee. They're going to get Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. And and somebody else. And I don't know who it's going to be. I mean, there's some some Florida talk. Um, You know, I mean. There's some state talk. God, if you're state, man, that's brutal. Because state has this – I mean, I'm not saying it's an issue because obviously LSU is a good program. It's not like Ole Miss is getting a benefit from that. But state's only guarantee is Ole Miss. They have two spots that are just up here in the ether and not knowing what's going to happen. I mean, where they're wide open. Yeah. And they Alabama, just sort of get fueled. Alabama makes sense because it's a short trip, 80 yeah. miles or whatnot. Yeah, they've played a ton of times. 
State's played LSU 115 times and Alabama 107 times in their history. Yeah, makes makes a ton of sense. And if you're Alabama, you're you're signing up for that because if you're Alabama and you're losing to Mississippi State, you got problems. It's, it's just an fun. interesting thing. And again, this wasn't overly scientific because it, it's not like you had to write in that you were a fan of these teams. But the Athletic did a kind of a poll, and it wanted fans of all the SEC teams to fill in choice one, choice two, choice three for who they wanted to play. Ole Misses went pretty scratched. They obviously was number one. LSU, obviously number two. And then Arkansas eked out Alabama for number three. Ole Miss fans choosing the, the Hogs third on that list. Frankly, Vanderbilt didn't even make the deal at all, like nothing. They weren't even on this poll for Ole Miss, which I found odd. Um, I mean, if, if I'm voting for Ole Miss, I'm voting Vanderbilt for the two reasons. One, I'm, I'm going to get the win, and two, I, I like the trip to Nashville every other year. Now I'm going to go to Nashville every four years instead of – Yeah, Nashville. yeah, but yeah, that, that's the biggest di difference is if you get a personal – if you get a if you get a permanent opponent, it's double the amount of road trips to wherever that is. That's it, though. Okay. Yeah, Whatever. I mean, I, I don't want to play Alabama. I mean – Ever. Maybe normal Alabama if they're ever normal Alabama again, but not – juggernaut Alabama no god no and and in fairness to the league in fairness to the league looking at it today and the league will say hey and we can recycle this this doesn't have to be quote permanent this is for permanent for as long as we want it to be permanent but the league goes Auburn's get Alabama and Georgia come on from a balance standpoint what you gonna do next give them LSU yeah I mean I get it I do. I understand. It's, it's, and you know, Ole Miss got their shot at Vanderbilt for a long time. I mean, they, they just, I don't know that the argument of, well, we're getting screwed here. Because uh, even with the Ole Miss fans, I mean, I find it funny, but when they go, hey, rivalry, uh uh, uh, -uh we, we, that, that game against the doors, got to have that thing. Come uh, on. Whoa, but I've been whoa. to too many of those games in Vaught Hemingway that it's not a rivalry. So <laughs> stop. I mean, Nothing I, gets my juices flowing like thinking about Greg Zolman and Jay Cutler and the the, <laughs> the boys. I mean, mm -mm. don't no. don't take Ralph Webb away from me. We got to have Vanderbilt. Okay, <laughs> look, it's it's no. I mean, yeah, every Ole Miss fan looks at it and goes, "Yeah, Auburn should probably play them." I get it. All right, fine. Yeah, Whatever. And there's okay. no way, okay. and there's and, and there's no way that Greg Sankey and 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 um. You know Herb Vincent and 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 all those guys. There's no way that they could sit down and make this where everyone's thrilled. It's it's not possible. Who is Missouri getting? Arkansas, Oklahoma. I'm not sure. Arkansas. I think they're trying to keep that South Carolina thing going. Oh, good God! Um, and then one of the Texas schools, I guess, or or Oklahoma. I guess Oklahoma. I don't know. Okay. Missouri remains the don't fit team. Tennessee is going to get Alabama, Florida, and Vanderbilt. Yeah. But you lose Tennessee, Kentucky, which has always been kind of a cool game. It's a rivalry game. It's a border game. I mean, you know, it's cool. I, I, I always kind of was attracted to that game for some reason. I guess because of the uniforms, the orange, the blue, and all that yeah. stuff. But, you know, you just, it is, you can't keep everything. You lose. It seems pretty certain Texas is getting Oklahoma, A&M, and Arkansas. Yes. So they get the Southwest Conference back. It makes sense. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I want to see Texas and Oklahoma play. I want to see Texas and Texas A&M play. 
but now especially, jeez. Oh, every year, give sign it to me you. up. That's the game. I, I I want them to take the Egg Bowl and move it to Saturday. <laughs> put that thing back on Thursday night. I, I, that's how I want to enjoy the end of my Thanksgiving. Like, yes, yeah. open the wine, <laughs> kick off, sign me up. Two teams who do not want to play each other. And they hate each other. I mean, yeah, they, at make, all. they make Ole Miss and State look borderline friendly. Well, it's only gotten worse. Oh, especially now. Because no one's more pissed off about Texas joining the league than A&M. I mean, yeah. They don't Hold even on, talk. no. The guy, like, eh. <laughs> they don't even try to hide it. Put that on Thanksgiving night. A&M going to be harmed by Texas coming in to a large extent? On one hand, yes. On the other hand, and we taped the first part of this show so long ago that I can't remember everything we talked about. But on, on the on the other hand, I don't. It's all about money, isn't it? Yeah, sure. I mean, so they're all still recruiting against each other. Texas has been trying to recruit nationally, even in the Big Twelve. I I do think Texas Texas though str- has struggled. I mean, Ketchum has talked about it a ton, and I read a lot of Orange Bloods. Texas has really struggled recruiting inside the state of Texas since A and M left. I do. I, you you have to think this will give them a boom back to get more in-state players now that they're in the SEC. Well, look, I mean, if you're a big-time football player, do you want to play in the SEC or do you want to play in the Big Twelve? Yeah, I think you want to play in the SEC. I mean, I I think Texas is going to benefit from this move across the board. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how it impacts Oklahoma. I'm I'm not. They're the question mark. Yeah, and I don't know enough about Oklahoma to go there. I, I'm I'm curious. Their football traditions and facilities and stuff are pretty cool. They are the other stuff, like you know, like. But they'll it, be a good was, basketball school. Yeah, I think they'll be a good basketball school. I mean, I, I, mean, I think it's going to be a really good basketball league. I'm, I'm with Rick Barnes. I think. Adding Texas and OU is going to ultimately make it the best basketball league in the country. But you know the other and stuff. Texas like, is going to be really excited for all the sports, all the sports. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, let's be. I real. get some really cool baseball series. I get that doesn't matter like football, but I'm about to get a lot of really cool Texas baseball series. Yeah, Texas LSU, Texas Arkansas, Texas Ole Miss, Texas, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. Almost like it's the top five programs in the country are going to have all the NIL money and play in the same league. Uh, Almost like we saw this coming. Yet you do wonder why Texas A&M can't get more. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Just kind of momentum traction in baseball. They don't feel like they've gotten to that place where like, I'm over there, they're dominant. Maybe I'm missing out. I just. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, that's that's the deal. The, the league, the, It's going to be a nine-game schedule. The ballot that's going to be put in front of the coaches is going to say, do you want nine games? Nine games or all of the above? I mean, you don't have a choice. We're going the nine games. And. There's going to be some- nobody's even charading the eight thing anymore. 
The TV people want nine. The ADs want nine. The ADs want nine. Coaches want eight. Well, and and you get that because coaches want wins, but you get, you got to put people in seats. You got to give people a reason. And it's expensive now to come to games and hotels and all that stuff. And there's only so many people that are you going to come for Mercer or are you going to come for Oklahoma? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that, that, and I think you can play one of those bad games a year. I just don't think you can schedule four of them. And it's not going to be fair because one year you're going to have five home games. The next year you're only going to have four. There's going to be stuff that happens, but fairness, whatever. And you think the Power 5 game is sticking to, so it's 10 games against premium right. opponents. That's what I think. That's what TV wants. I mean, So that's 10, and then you get the regional group of 5, 11, you get the FCS for 12. Yep. So you lose a mid-major game and replace it with another conference game. Yeah. Tulane or Memphis or whatever's off the schedule. And yeah, the Tulsa-type games. Probably don't yeah, play sure. them. Yeah. Okay. So did you see Hugh Freeze's comments this week about spring games? He did this at Ole Miss when he was here. He, he talked- wants the uh he wants some some actual games. He he said that he would like to see Alabama play UAB and Auburn play Troy or vice versa or however he put it. Here's the reasons that this won't work. In theory, Hugh is right. This would be exciting. You'd get more fans to come to games. Um, you'd get more interest. It would be better for us in media to cover sure. Ole Miss versus Southern Miss in a football game as opposed to the red-blue silliness with all the stuff on the field. Here's why it won't work. One, coaches aren't going Coaches would end up spending more time getting ready for the game than they did letting those practices be what they're supposed to be. Two, they would know, and they'd be right, that the idiots in our field, of which there are abundance, would turn these games into something that they weren't. They would start actual judging. Actual games, yes. They would judge it like an actual game. Um, TV would get frustrated with it because a lot of coaches wouldn't play top players in these games like would you really play Quinshawn Judkins in an April game against Southern Miss would you really I wouldn't I'd be like hey Q um yeah mm-hmm. that bike looks really cool why don't you get on it, it for a minute if you want to ride that bike for a minute you can if, if you just want to walk around in that bubble suit you can do that yeah. too or if you just uh-huh. want to head to the crib and, and watch the Masters you can do that as well I mean just whatever yeah. <laughs> right but you're not going to go against a motivated Southern Miss team that's the so, catch in this. You'll have some some practice heroes out there that are either trying to show profile for the portal or just have a chip on their shoulder because they didn't get the offer or whatever and suddenly go, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, well, and come on. you got guys like – and th- these are both friends of mine, okay? Yeah. John Summerall, Kane Womack. You're giving them an opportunity to win a game against an SEC-type team? it's going to be awfully tempting to go try to win that game. Which hurts his own team's development. It does. And that's why at the end of the day, you're just going to, coaches are going to go, I get it. We're going to just play the damn red and white game. We're going to play the red and blue game. We're going to call it the Grove Bowl. There's going to be 
6,000 people here and people are going to look around and go, boy, there's just no interest in the program. Nope, that's not it. It's just people know that it's just kind of boring. Could you do something? Could you do an NFL? Could you do a college version of the NFL teams practicing against one another? Yes. And that's probably the, now here's where you don't want to do that. Because now you bring, like, let's say Ole Miss and Memphis practiced against one another. Sure. Okay. Well, the Memphis cornerback looks around and goes, ooh, I think I could play here. (laughs) I can get in the portal in, what's today, the 15th? I can get in the portal in 16 days. I can be in this program in 17 days. Yeah, he walks walks over in the huddle and goes, hey, uh, hey, Priestcorn, my boy, what's up? Um, So... Y'all, what, what, y'all what, missing what, y'all missing yeah. some linebackers or what's the deal? Yeah, and so I, it just doesn't. No, no one's gonna. It, it <laughs> it's not gonna happen. But Hugh is Hugh is right in theory. Oh so sure. As much as I would love to go, Hugh Freeze is a moron. Nope, he's right. No. And in theory, it makes a ton of sense, but it's but not. It's, but here's the problem, and it's like we talked about at the start of the show. It's playing into the problem, though. It's trying to make it more important when, frankly, if we could just be honest and go, it's less important. But instead, Hugh's trying to put even more attention on it, more attraction to it. I mean, I get what he's doing in a way, but another way, all the coaches would like to, can we just stop? Can we we just quit? What I think the coaches would like deep down is the NFL style of, hey, can we rework the calendar and some point in April, have a mini camp. No, no tackling to the ground, none of that. They don't want to get anybody hurt. You don't want to get anybody hurt in April. You think every time Quinshawn Judkins takes a, a a real rep in practice, people, Lane and Charlie Weiss and those guys are. They probably wouldn't admit it, but they kind of are. I mean, you can't get you can't lose people if if Mitchell were to get hurt in the spring game. It's a disaster, right? And so what they would probably love to have is more teaching opportunities. Hey, let's install. Let's let's have a mini camp week in April and then be able to come back and have a mini camp week in June where we install. They're probably kind of doing it anyway and nobody says anything, but I mean that's that's what they'd like. I don't you can't tell me that Lane Kiffin's like, "Yeah, this Grove Bowl, man, this is this is a big thing for our Come on. You bring some recruits up and you let them do whatever, but you could do that anyway, Chase. Coming, recruits are coming. Rec, rec, recruits here on Tuesday. There will be recruits here on Thursday. There will be recruits here on Saturday. They, everybody's bringing recruits in. I, I just, I, I, I think we're still stuck in. Well, we have to have spring because we've always had spring, and you can still have spring. You could just sort of do it the way the NFL does spring. They do the the rookie mini camp, mm-hmm. then they do a mini camp, mm-hmm. and then they have training camp yeah they may have too many camps i don't know they they have an off season that's kind of structured yeah in quotes voluntary stuff and yeah yeah. but i mean you don't see the nfl going hey we're going to have a spring game the black and gold game no (laughs) one's doing that and it doesn't affect the quality of play and i realize that the college players are different that there's more development and all that stuff but i still think you could do a lot of the development stuff that you're trying to do without what I think is a bit of a song and dance program. Now, there something might be that came into, disagree with you. Something that came into, into play a long time ago. 
It's what it is. And things have changed. There's more access on programs now. Fans can get somewhat acclimated and used to their team without having to go to the spring game and do that one day where it's that's all you see. I mean, it's just it's just it's it's twenty twenty three. Things have changed in a lot of ways from that standpoint. Uh, across sports, hour and fifty seven minutes last night, Mister McCready, Major League no. Baseball game. Now that was in the Marlins. That was Sandy Alcantara, who last year threw a, a game that went one fifty four. So it's a little bit of a you got to take that in. But look. I watched Cubs. I didn't watch it. I listened to it because I couldn't watch it. Cubs-Reds the other night. It was a 7-6 game. There were two injuries where the trainers had to come out for 10 minutes. Um, you had a couple of pitching changes, including a pitching change where a pitcher got hurt, and so the new pitcher came oh. in. Two- so you had all that, and they played 7-6 game in 220-something? 220. Yeah, wow. so they're moving, man. There was a game I was listening to the Cubs Reds yesterday on my walk, and I can't remember who Pat Hughes was talking about, but there was a pitcher that got a delay of game warning before the first pitch. So he before he threw his first pitch, it was one zero. Because he just doing, wasn't ready to go. I guess the umpire said play ball and pointed, and twenty seconds later he hadn't thrown the ball yet, and he goes, "There's your warning, one zero." Violation, not warning. Violation. I, I, they're determined to do this. I, I continue to think this is fine in April. I just want to see what this looks like in October when it's Braves, Dodgers, Game 5, and Clayton Kershaw's got the bases loaded, trying to protect a one nothing lead, and Ronald Lacuna's at the plate. And it's a 2-1 count, and Clayton Kershaw is trying to make sure that he is throwing the pitch that he wants to throw. You're telling me that an umpire is going to go, nope, 20 seconds. Warning. It's now 3-1, Clayton. Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't think that's going to go over well. I don't think the people like you and me who love baseball are going to like that. I love the drama of those moments. If you're a the seasons come down to this at bat, and I've got this young superstar MVP against this first ballot Hall of Fame pitcher who's going into the Hall of Fame the moment he is eligible, is a stud, has had this incredible career, and here they are in this pivotal National League Championship Series game. And it'll be over in about 48 seconds. I just... Don't you want Clayton to be able to, or Acuna to step out, to step out kind of, I want to mess with this timing, the mental stuff of it. Nobody in that World Baseball Classic, when it was Trout and Otani, nobody was going 20 seconds, 20 seconds. No, man, we were just watching. I was like, on, like I told you, my wife doesn't like sports, and she was watching this going, oh, this is amazing. And like Carson and I were cheering for Otani, and she's like, why are you not cheering for America? I'm like, no, Shohei. This is big. Like this is this is big. I mean, this even though this really doesn't really matter, this is big. This is dramatic. Imagine that in a World Series game. Imagine if it's Shohei Otani facing Aaron Judge in the American League Championship Series. Do we really want Shohei on a 20-second clock? 
And yet baseball says yes, because it mm-hmm. is really, it's really interesting. So Theo Epstein, who now is just the special advisor for Major League Baseball, um, he's talking I mean, to Jason Stark. Waiting is what he does. Oh, okay, gotcha. He would like to go ahead and take over now. That would be perfectly fine with me and everybody else. Everybody else. Um, yeah. His quote, though, and there's a full story in The Athletic. If you're a member, you should read it because it's pretty eye-opening as far as what baseball likes and what they are trying to do here. But even the opening quote is is noteworthy, and I think this part's free in the story. We have to remember that I think we're fixing something. Hopefully we're improving something, but we're also fixing something, right? No one 30 years ago would have sat there and said, let's design a set of rules and a set of equipment so that one day we'll get to the point where the league hits 243. No, that's not baseball. The league should not be hitting 243. The league should be hitting a lot higher than 243. Nobody would have designed a set of rules and equipment that would lead you to one ball in play every four minutes or generational lows and stolen bases and doubles and triples. And no one would design a game and say, let's limit the amount of athleticism on the field. So we're really trying to get away from the game exchange unintentionally. We're really course correcting, as he says here. It's it, it's it's where, if you're completely griping about it, you're functioning under the guise of it was working that way when it was no longer working that way. So they are they are tinkering, but I do think Epstein makes a really good point is it's it's repairing instead of simply changing for change's sake. There's a difference there. Was, there. there was a quote from Jed Hoyer, the Cubs uh, president, who was Theo Epstein's assistant when Theo was with the Cubs. And they were talking, he set the scene. They were at Wrigley, it was for a game, I want to say in 2017 or 2018. So the Cubs were a good team. They just come off a World Series. They were a, a, a playoff contending team. Wrigley Field was packed, and Theo Epstein was bothered. And he looked at Jed Hoyer and he said, "This isn't a good product. This isn't a good product." And Hoyer was like, "No, it's not. It's not. It's not a good product." And if you were there at the game. I'm assuming because I've been to a bunch of games at Wrigley and I never even thought about it because I love Wrigley Field. It's kind of like a peaceful place to me. I can go get a beer and I'll get some peanuts. And man, I can sit there for four hours. I don't care. I'm good, right? But if you're watching on television and the game just drags and it drags and it drags, it's not a good product. And the truth is I've watched more baseball in the last week. It's a much better product. We're moving. The game's moving and you are. You're seeing more stolen bases. You know, when I was a kid, Ricky Henderson was stealing a hundred and something bases and, and Vince Coleman was stealing a bunch of bases and that was part of the game. You loved the fast guy at the top of the lineup that stole bases. That was cool. And for the longest time, that was completely out because we got went to these one outcome. You either struck out, you walked, or you hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Singles were bad. I don't, and it seems like they're fixing it. I mean, Epstein's a super smart guy. And I mean, when you get guys like him that look, he could just, he could have just sat on his laurels. He broke the streak in Boston. He broke the streak in Chicago. I mean, he's, he's in the, he's in the hall of fame. He's good. He's like, it's, it's not a good product. And I think he's right now. It's super fast right now. Maybe it's mm-hmm. too fast. I, I don't know. I haven't been to a game in person. I'd like to go to a game in person and get a feel for it. Because on TV, and you know this, there's a difference, right, between watching a game on TV 
and being in the stadium. When you watch a game on TV, you're a little distracted. You know, you got stuff going on around you. You're on your phone. You're whatever. Typically, when you're at a game in person, you're more present. You're watching the game. And I'm curious for a person like me, if I'm at a game, whether it's a college game or, or a major league game, does it feel rushed? Yeah, and I and I thought that it has to this point. I, it feels yeah. there's just no, there's no time to stop at all. It's just go 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 go. I mean, Epstein, his rebuttal to that and the story was nobody said the shot clock or delay of game penalties in football were ruining the game, basically. Um, and, and, he's, and, it, and, and and that's a valid argument. I, I, I it's one of those things I'd like to just kind of I I'm, I'd certainly take your word for it because you're at a lot. It, of games. It's uncommon if nothing else. Like we're not used to it. So there is some of just simply having changed that we are not used to at this point. And and but, he would I think he would say if he were t- sitting in here talking to us right now he'd say first of all what what happened to my life and then the next thing he would say is um well you're right Chase but in 3 years when everyone's used to this no one will say hey let's go back to what it was. Well by the way I think it was Ken Rosenthal he wrote this week that they should just turn the clock off in October that everybody would be used to it, which would be speeding it up to some extent anyway, and to just turn See, the clock I hate off. That. And I get it, and and and, and I, I like Rosenthal. I have a ton of respect for him. He's a terrific, terrific journalist. But then you're saying that the postseason, you're literally admitting... You're playing anything. a different game, which you hate more than game. any other thing in sports. I do. I hate yeah. that. Why, okay, so the game that you played 162 times to get here, that game's over. Now you're going to play a new game for three days. That's the for old game. Days. You're going to play a new game for three days. And if you lose two of those games, the 97 games that you won. Of well, the teams other- are built certain ways by then, too. That's why it's so stupid is that suddenly stolen bases do matter more and all these different things. So it's not just the way fans I, and players are interpreting the clock. I hate, I, I hate that idea. I get it. I 100% get it. And if he were to say, don't you think it has validity? I would say it absolutely does. But I despise it. Epstein's biggest point that I find fascinating in this, because as much as I have had a hard time with it, I agree with him, is to go back and watch games from the 70s and 80s. Go watch them. The majority of our history in baseball, they move incredibly fast. There's not the no more Garcia Parra bat glove stuff. There's none of that crap. They just play baseball and go, 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 go. So it's actually a pretty new phenomenon that it takes us this long to play games in the way we do because of the way that it's structured. His full quote here, the pace of play is something more emotional and more visceral. And I think the general reaction to watching this pace of play is that it's the way baseball is meant to be played and frankly is the way it was played for most of its history. You know, Bill James made a great point a while back about how there used to be a pitch timer in the old days. It was called the sun. And when you had to get the game in with no lights, when you had to get the game in before sundown or maybe even get a double header in, no one was stepping out of the box. No one was adjusting anything. It was, hey, let's get this thing in while we still can. And that's the way that the pace of baseball evolved. They had a train to catch. They had a, a commercial flight mm-hmm. to catch. Yeah. Getaway day meant we got to get away. We got to go. Yeah, you played early because you had to get going. Yeah. Now he's right. It's fascinating. He's not wrong. No, I can't argue it. With it's a convenient quote, but he's not wrong. No, it's, and he would probably tell you it's, it's convenient, but then he would tell you, but I, but I, I'm pretty convicted that I feel like I'm right. 
Right. You know, I mean, and he's right. When I was a kid, everyone wasn't obsessed with launch angles, spin rates. And some of this is just technology. And some of it was bad for the game. And like we talked about, you've got all these kids now that are 13, 14, and they're, they're obsessed with their spin rate. And they're trying to throw the ball through a wall instead of throwing to contact and lo locating. And I mean, there's an increase of injuries and stuff. It's just it's different. I don't know. There's there's a lot there, I, and I'm not I'm not the guy to shun technology. I've made, I mean, we both have our 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 bottom line has been impacted quite positively by um, technology. So I'd like to go. To, I'm gonna go to some games this year. Um, I've had I've had some people reach out about tickets in Kansas City and Pittsburgh and some places and I, I'm I'm going to go to some games this summer cuz I like baseball and I, I want to go see some games and maybe when I'm in person it'll feel differently but I I I get if you're baseball you have to at least acknowledge that from a TV standpoint you you have a problem and you have all these young stars right the acuñas of the world that you want young people to see them and young people are not going to sit and watch a sporting event for three and a half hours in all ways, by the way, Acuna has been tremendous through the first five, six games of the season. He's been, uh, I love him. He's been unbelievable so far. They're paying him ten million a year. Yeah, he could get forty. They got all those dudes on those early contracts. I, just, <laughs> I want to hate the Braves. I do, but I not every franchise is the same, are they? Like they, they, they it's, it's no, they're it's, they're tremendously well run. I mean, they 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 are a really well run organization. They're I I give them an absolute ton of credit. Their uh their counterparts in the NL East uh second year not going well on just pay everybody. Tommy Hunter hits the 15, 15 day IL yesterday for the uh, the Mets. The Mets are three and three for six games. That's not a big deal. They have nine pitchers on injured reserve already. Nine. Well, you know, you know this. They have the oldest rotation in baseball. This is supposed to happen later. It's not supposed to happen in April. Baseball teams aren't built on paper. Mm -mm. You, they have to make sense, and I'm not sure the Mets team makes a ton of sense. No, it is my criticism of Cohen and that whole deal is they just don't look like it. It, it does not meld and fit well together at all. And here they are. There's a there's a there's a way to build and just throwing money at a build typically doesn't work. There's mm -hmm. you've got to do it a different way. Yeah. Uh, quickly as we kind of close up, the uh the college game last night again, Ole Miss knocks off Memphis seven to two. Grayson Saunier gives up three hits and a run in five innings. And Mike said this after the game, looked very confident last night. I don't know if it was being back at home. He's from Memphis. I don't know if it was playing, a, a, you know, off the weekend rotation. It took some pressure away. I don't know if he just had a good day. But the way he pitched was the way that we had seen him in fall and preseason inner squads. He, he commanded the strike zone. He just kind of went after guys. He didn't nibble the way that he's kind of frustratingly done to the, you know, through the majority of the season to this point. He looks like a different guy. So you see what that gives Grayson? him moving 18, forward. He's 18 years 18, old. 18, 19. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna make a prediction that he ends up being a really good player. Yeah. But there's there's a learning curve and he's facing college lineups and suddenly you're pitching in front of a ton of people and everyone's hung on every pitch and that's new. And I'm in a hurry. 
there's a clock. Yeah, and, and I'm having to hustle, and I've never had to do that before, and I'm 18, and I'm away from home for the first time, and there's just a lot going on, and um, he's going to be fine. They're not robots. Mm-hmm. And so he had it. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of for every one Hunter Elliott, yeah. There's twenty Grayson Sonnies. Yeah, I mean that's the biggest thing from a reminder standpoint is not everybody's Doug Nikhazy. That just that doesn't just happen. Where well, there's I a mean, reason we still talk about Doug Nikhazy. It's because he was yeah. different. It's the reason we still talk about the one walk on that ended up becoming a starting linebacker. It's because well. For, <laughs> For every one walk-on that became a starting linebacker, there's a hundred that never got on the field. Yeah. There's the reason yeah. we talk about the one. Yeah, it's a recruiting failure on your part if you're building your program and you go, well, I mean, Patrick Willis was a two-star. And it's like, hold on. No, hold, that's not. Right. That, that's, that, that's, hey. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, you want 25 that? two-stars or 25 five-stars? Yeah. Uh-huh. Take the fives. Yeah. He was good last night. I don't know. You've seen look, they got a long way to go. They're one and eight. They need wins. They need them now. Math is certainly a problem. You're talking about 13 and whatever the rest of the way. Eight. Um the young pitchers are having spots where they're starting to show some things. I, I think that's Takoyan looked pretty good last night. I thought Quinn was okay on Sunday. He was fine. There was nothing bad about JT Quinn's start. They are getting into a little bit of use in the middle of the season where the young guys get some some arm fatigue. Um, you're throwing more high pressure. I think Mike's going to have to manage that a little bit, which puts another variable on what's going on. I mean, there's there's stuff. It's not all gravy right now. But I, I haven't thought the last four or five games have been bad all the way around. I thought from an arm standpoint, they've honestly given them a chance to win and just the offense has not done something or they've made errors defensively or it's a little funny and – in a lot of different ways. So that's where they are. We're going to play Arkansas tomorrow. Um, night games what, Thursday what and Friday, permitting. obviously. Well, yes. They are scheduled to play Arkansas on Thursday and Friday. Weather's pretty rough here. Um, all for I mean, the forecast looks like it could impact all three days, frankly. It's uh it's coming in, especially Friday, Saturday. Looks like there's some stuff going on. I mean, even today, I think we've gotten lucky so far, but the the forecast was calling for some rain. At some point today, um, we can talk also, about it tomorrow. But these are two teams that both have been hit by the injury bug in the pitching mm-hmm. staffs, and so I would guess that both of these coaches are like, we really don't want a lot of stop and starts. It would probably hurt Ole Miss more to lose a pitcher from a weather standpoint off a starter. Arkansas is better on the back end. Arkansas has more bullpen options than Ole Miss does that are proven. And more depth back there, yeah, yeah, for sure. So. It's an interesting matchup. Yeah, we'll hit that tomorrow after uh, our talk with Jeffrey or before our talk with Jeffrey or however that's set up for uh, for tomorrow's show. Football practice back tomorrow as well, so coverage of that at rebelgrove.com. And again, Ole Miss and Arkansas, 6.30 Thursdays, at least the schedule start time for uh, for that as well. So uh, we had a little power issue, but got you a podcast, at least in audio form. We're back tomorrow with another show. So take care. Have a good day. We'll talk to you then. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.